Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Recording. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Fail Like an Artist with your hosts, Julie Battisti and me, Phoebe Ganser, a podcast discussing all the ways we've failed as artists with insight, advice and humour. Each episode, we will discuss a failure and what we've learnt from it. Howdy doody, Phoebe. Howdy doody, Julie. Howdy doody. You sound so flat. Are you okay? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not fine. No, I'm not fine, but... (laughs) God, I'm, I'm being really British. I'm fine or not fine. Uh, I look. I'm going to be honest, and uh, yeah, I'm not feeling that great. But I think if we only record this podcast when we're both great, then it, we're not really living up to the name <laughs> "Fail Like an Artist," are we? So, in the spirit of, um, you know, sticking to brand, uh, I think it's good to just sometimes admit that you're Mm. feeling a bit rubbishy (laughs) so this might be a bit of a vulnerability hangover episode where afterwards I go ah no delete that (laughs) um but I'm just going to be honest and just say you know I've been a bit um overwhelmed I guess with a lot of stuff that's going on and a bit um I've had quite a lot of anxiety, uh, coinciding with Mental Health Week, apparently, this week. On brand. <laughs> so, yeah, I like to be really on brand. Um, yeah, so my brain sort of feels a little bit like, <laughs> honestly, I'm looking at, so I've got my, I've got three Chrome browsers open, right? The one that I'm currently on has, already, has got 29 Jesus tabs Christ. open. I don't know about the other two. My desktop looks like, I've just thrown 
my entire contents of my you know bedroom drawers all over the floor or something my brain just feels like a reflection of my browser when you said at first that you had three chrome um what did you call them originally windows, windows. open i thought that you meant tabs and i was like three seems really controlled no. for you no three separate windows mm. and in each window there's like 29 plus tabs I don't know, but I feel like if I shut any of them down, like something might go wrong. So <laughs> just leave them there. <laughs> yeah, that might be why I feel You stressed. need to clean that shit up. <laughs> I can't. You can do it for me yeah, when I visit. Ha- gladly. <laughs> I'll give you my gladly. login. <laughs> you can just sort it all out. I'll be like, Julie, can you just close my browser? <laughs> close them all. I don't want to. I don't want to know what they are. Mine, mine uh, was anyway. full of like different plier options and white paint. Oh god, yeah. I've got an update on that, but I'll um, I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I just I feel I feel overwhelmed with life and lots of stuff that's going on, which I won't go too deep into because it's kind of personal stuff. But um, <clears throat> it sort of affects it sort of affects everything and. I had this conversation with my husband the other day where he was kind of saying like you know just don't think about it <laughs> and uh, I know he's trying to be nice but you know you just you, you're kind of like well if that was an option I would have taken that already <laughs> just don't worry just and it, switch your mind it just, off just don't think just don't think about all the thoughts <laughs> oh all right okay click off they go. <laughs> bye bye thoughts. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, I can't do that, and they just swirl around and get you know louder and louder and noisier and noisier, and so that's not, you know, that's not been very conducive to good sleep, which then makes you sort of more anxious, and then the next day you're tired and anxious, and then you know builds, and and it's just a what's the word, self fulfilling prophecy. prophecy thing, where you're just constantly feeling all anxious and horrible and. I actually, I did I actually had a slight panic attack the other day, which isn't funny, but like the story is. <laughs> I did a bit of socialising over the weekend. On Sunday, it was Mother's Day here. So I went out with a few other friends in the afternoon and we had a, a nice drink at this pizzeria place in the sun. It was a lovely sunny day and I was having a drink and then I was like, okay, I'm just going to pop to the loo. Went, so I went into the... Um, toilets which were like you know you go through a door and then there's like three toilets and I went into the toilet and um shut the door and the door handle came off in my hand (laughs) you got trapped in the loo (laughs) and I haven't got anything with me didn't have my handbag didn't have my phone and (laughs) the door handle wouldn't go back on And and it was one of those tightly fitting doors where there's no gap at all around any of it. And there was no window and it was quite a small toilet. And um and I couldn't I couldn't get out. Did people hear you on the other side? <laughs> so was, um well it was kind of an internal toilet room, so I had to basically wait until someone came to the toilet, which was probably about five minutes. Um and I was starting to panic by about then and and 
because I didn't know if the door handle would fall out the other side as well. And so, because it completely fell off, and, like there was just, you know, my husband's like, well, why don't you try and put it back on? As if I hadn't thought of that, you know, like, <laughs> well, ah, I didn't have my door handle fixing tools with me, actually. So, <laughs> what I had, and it was one of the doors as well. Like I couldn't, he was like, well, but if, why don't you try and kick it open? And I was like, no, it, wasn't, it, it was one of those doors that opened towards you. Also, I'm not the Hulk, so I <laughs> kicking a door down was really going to happen. Um, anyway, I started banging, you know, hello, help, help. And, you know, then it was like, no one's going to hear me because there's quite loud music in the bar area. So I just had to wait until I heard the internal door open. Then someone came in and then I banged and then I heard a voice say, You're, are you all right? And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm trapped. Which is the lamest thing to ever say when you're in a toilet. Like, you just never want to say those words. You never want to admit to being trapped in a toilet. It's just a really pathetic thing to be. Anyway, um, the lady, uh, it, the handle was on the other side and she opened the door. And I walked out. I was really all flustered. She was like, oh, and I was like, oh my gosh, that, don't go in that one. There's no handle. And I pushed the door right open so that nobody would go in there. And then I went to the bar where there was like, you know, a young bloke serving drinks and stuff. And I was like, you need to put an out, on a, out of water sign on your toilet door. I just got trapped in there. And he just sort of looked at me and went, all right. And I'm like, clearly not going to do anything about it. And then I went outside to where my friends were, who they were all chatting and they I don't know, didn't know, didn't really notice that I'd been gone that long because it probably was only about five minutes. And then I like, they were like, are you all right? And I burst into tears. <laughs> they were like, what's happened? I was like, ah, ah, ah. And then I, then I had a panic attack, panic attack. Um, and then I don't know why, but it was like a delayed response from being trapped. And I'm not very good with small spaces and stuff like that anyway. So then I just, and what happens with me is I just start to like hyperventilate and it's horrible. And um, but my friend who's was there, she gets bad anxiety too, and she she just like talked me down so amazingly, like kind of no, that's just good. said breathe in, breathe out, you're fine, breathe in, you're safe, and that so it was only like a small little blippy, it wasn't like a huge one, but then I was like I just want to go. can we go now? I want to go, and then um, my friend who also was at the pizzeria, who I didn't actually see, but she apparently saw me leave, messaged me later to say. When we were there, a lady got trapped in the toilet. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> no, someone else. Someone else. <laughs> After sorry. I left. And I felt really bad that I hadn't made a bigger deal about how important it was that they put an out-of-order side of their toilet. So, um, yes, that was my <laughs> sort of failing to go out and socialise and be like a normal human. It's not your fault, though. It's totally not your fault. I know. I know. But you know, there was three toilets. I, bad toilet choice. It's I'm like a sliding doors moment. Pick, but pick the wrong <laughs> toilet. Well, like, why did it have to come off in my hand? <laughs> Abundance. I don't. That's the other thing. I'm changing my word of the year. I've decided. Abundance has not really worked out for me um, so far. Because I just sort of feel like it's an abundance of bad things. <laughs> and I obviously wasn't quite specific enough with the universe. So I've decided, I was talking to my friend the other day, because she was not happy with the word she cho chose either. And I said, look, let's just, should we just, let's just check, let's just pick a new word. So I've decided to, to, to let go of abundance. Thank you. 
you've, you've taught me whatever lesson I needed to learn, I think, now. Um, and I'm going to welcome in surrender. I, think I hate to know what this is going to bring like... into your life. I'm sorry. I don't. I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to pick something which is like, because I feel like I've been trying to force things. And I was re- reading this or listening to this thing the other day about this guy who's all like deep and meaningful. And he was saying like, the more you try and force pull something towards you like the pendulum swings the other way so you actually end up pushing it away and then the thing you don't want is what you attract i know you're like i'm, rolling rolling line, line. Like, I'm just oh skeptical i'm skeptical about the words and <laughs> yeah. the okay. pulling in there but it's okay. <laughs> it probably is you know it's a yeah. mindset thing for me isn't i'm not like going if i don't change the word abundance bad things are going to keep happening to me because like no you know really it's Probably all Codswallop, but my dad was. Like, I believe kind of believe um, in karma and stuff like that, so it's not such a fast yeah. stretch. It's just no. I just think for me, the may because at the moment I just feel really, I felt really stressed mm. and anxious about all these things that are out of my control that are ha- like you know like they're just happening in our lives. And I'm like, if if I just pick a word like surrender, it seems like a better fit. It feels to me like I just need to stop attaching like an outcome to situations because that's a bit like what I've been doing is going I will I I need I want this to happen I want that to happen and I want this to happen and if I just surrender to like what is happening Mm. and just kind of go this is what it is this is happening and all I can do is be as proactive as I can be but like if if it doesn't turn out the way I want it to turn out then I've I, you know, I, I've just got to make peace with that and be be a bit more peaceful about the way I'm looking at stressful situations, if you know what yeah. I mean. Let's, I feel like I've talked enough. You tell me about your life. You you had a social event. You went to your artist catch-up. Tell, tell me about I that. I did. And then we'll come back to me and my list um, of terrible things. It was, you know, it was a, a reasonable amount of sort of, or I felt a reasonable amount of awkwardness walking into it. It was only like six or seven women all mums mm-hmm. and artists so when we were all sort of introducing ourselves it was sort of like hi I'm tired of <laughs> kids in an art career and so it was it was nice that everyone seemed to understand where everyone was at so that was really lovely you know I feel like it's a really exciting idea like concept so they're doing an exhibition yeah. at the end of the year which I obviously can't take part of and I was happy happy to hear myself say no to that opportunity mm-hmm. sort of like I just oh, that's can't good. Yes. even entertain not even no. one piece no not doing <laughs> no pieces that's that's it good is. that's really strong I would have definitely said one piece like and I would have hated myself for over committing but I've already I'm glad that yeah. you're yeah um but we sort of were talking about the idea of just doing you know a few catch-ups every now and again either at a cafe or at each other's studios and you know maybe doing some little tutorials or something or possibly even doing a studio tour in Dunedin I've always really Mm, that would be really good yeah but you know they're all just sort of thoughts at the moment but it's sort of nice to have other people I have got few (laughs) artist friends in Dunedin and it's sort of hard to get to know other young artists Mm. like around the same area as you so it was I'm really glad for the girl who set it all up I haven't actually spoken to her about talking about it on the pod, so I've not published all the details. Oh, I'm sure she yeah, will. Yeah, who knows? 
Um, so would you not carry on meeting there what, at that venue? Or? Oh, I don't know. I'm trying not to. I don't want to. So my, I, I left worrying, you know, you know the usual anxieties. <laughs> Had I talked too much today? But then also I really, my instinct sometimes when it comes to group events and when there are activities is I jump straight into organizer mode and I take it all on board. And I, mm. I don't have capacity this year for anything. But also Oops. no one was asking anyone to, there's already a girl running it. I don't, but I yeah. had to really fight that instinct in me to go, oh, I could just organize this. And I was like, no, mm. do you know what? I can just be a passenger. And yes, this is just a really nice vehicle for me to meet people and sort of go along for the ride a little bit. So that's kind of nice. And it's not my usual because mm. I do, I do tend to just take over and it's not a, not yeah. right. No, but it's your personality type, isn't it? To be the helper or the, the well, I don't know. I'm guessing what number you are on that scale thing. I haven't done the um, scale. <laughs> what is it called? The Myers-Briggs thing? You should definitely oh, do that. there's another one. Send you a link. There's a few. There's like, yeah. Anyway, mm. um, I, yeah, well, just working with you, I know that you're someone who is a doer. Um, you're an action taker and, you know, like, just now you're like I'll clear out your inbox <laughs> like you know you do Julie it's not bothering me that much you know like if you could sort out the inbox of my brain that would be amazing um but my gmail is not that big a deal but yeah so you you know you naturally can can see problems or or you can see solutions and you think well it wouldn't take much to do xyz and make that mm. work or fix and, and so it's it goes against the grain of your personality to sort of sit back and be that person that just lets other people take charge of those things, I guess. Yeah, so it would be so. interesting. But I've had um, mm. this week, so just, I have to talk about it, otherwise it's going to fall out of my brain because I didn't write okay, it down. Um, just now I had another flapper reach out and tell me that they've got some those pliers that I've been looking for and they're going to send them to yeah. me. So I'm going to send her the money for postage and stuff, but she, I, and she's like, no, don't worry about it. What? Paying her for the actual. I just thought oh, that is so lovely. And literally I have. Wait, does she not use no, them? No, she's had them for ages apparently and doesn't use them anymore because she gets hers made up and said, I'll just send them what? to you. Right. What do I need? <clears throat> um, I was just looking for like a million dollars. I've been looking for ages. So um, my address is. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> but so I did just want to <laughs> shout out to Joanna Polson, who is another floral artist in australia for just being a lovely That's human so kind i just that is so kind go we'll put her name in the show notes and everybody can go and give her a follow and some love for being so generous and kind because i've been looking for like six months now and i've had me know julie okay sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. have you been looking have you been, have you been looking for flyers really my flyer <laughs> search has ended hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah I, I want to have like pictures of you with your pliers you know like people do those photo shoots with their pets <laughs> with like soft focus <laughs> you know what I'm going to do they, how many days old like the baby yeah, yeah. <laughs> my... I just want you with your pliers like loads of pictures <laughs> can you please do the photo shoot with your pliers <laughs> wrapped in a swaddle <laughs> got a few of those oh <sighs> Oh, anyway so oh that's so nice no that's lovely um okay have you been what else have you been up to i had a bit of a vulnerability hangover after dropping the last episode i think you did we haven't actually mm-hmm. spoken since then i know i know i've been too 
busy crying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't only laugh because uh, it's coping mechanism. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we haven't really, but I, I did worry a bit. I don't think I worried as much as you because I'd like some other things to worry about. <laughs> so, I was a bit like that. That was low on the list, but yeah, you certainly sort of felt a bit like, oh no, what if people think we're? But I think we made it quite clear at the beginning that we were like, you know, going into it, we just you know wanted to be open-minded but then we found some stuff that we didn't know before and also that we just ended up having more questions than answers so I don't think that we intended it to be like negative or you know whatever it just sort of it's confusing and it's it's a you know there is some overwhelming kind of worrying parts about it AI <clears throat> if, if you're not familiar with the last week's episode that's what we were talking about ai uh, and uh i think the thing that worried me is we didn't really touch on any of the good things about it like the fact that it does create really or can create some really beautiful images um and yeah. it can be a really good tool for artists and i know a few artists that are using it and then i went down this worry spiral of yeah oh God. that you worried that they that you that would be a personal attack on them and then which wasn't the case yeah. at all. And I just think as well, we t- struggled to cut that down to what we, you know, if we'd added any I more know, in. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That, was, uh, that was going through my head a little bit. But then also, I don't know why, because I've had so many lovely people reach out after their episodes lately. And especially when I've talked about things that I've been feeling worried about, like a few people have sort of said, mm. oh, I know you were worried about your style and the fact that, that's been stressing you out that you're trying to do two styles in one exhibition. Um, but I've done something similar and this was my experience or um, I always liked seeing your work together. And that's been really lovely and affirming. And cause sometimes I still do worry about talking openly about that sort of stuff on a podcast, mm. but getting all of that feedback. So getting that feedback, yeah. having someone send me flyers um, and just having yeah. people reach out this week has actually meant so much to me. So I kind of wanted to put that out there as well. Like just, and then I'm like, well, I don't know why I still worry whenever we drop an episode. Every time I get really, really yeah. excited on Sunday night <laughs> and then Monday morning, I'm like, oh God, what if it's awful? <laughs> yeah. I kind of forget that sometimes that other people are going to listen to it. <laughs> and then I actually, the other day I was talking to my husband about how many people had listened or downloaded that week. And then I was like, oh my gosh, imagine if that many people like were in the room when we were recording it like oh my god ah, that's so many people right. <laughs> I'm just gonna remain with... silent for the rest of this episode now that you put that yeah listening to what I'm saying but I don't I mean touch wood that is not wood that is MDF there's no wood around um I mean so far we've only had, had lovely positive reviews and lovely positive messages and you know no no one has really come at us with any kind of negative criticism and 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 you know what probably we will at some point offend someone Mm. but we're only human and we're doing our best and you can't you know we would just be very it would be a very boring bland podcast if we tiptoed around trying to make sure that we never offended anyone Mm. and only talked about topics that were totally neutral and you know like I don't know. It's like the next thing on my list, which was a moment that really made me laugh that I was going to talk to you about. And then I was like, oh, God, what if I say that? And then someone says, actually, that's illegal. You shouldn't do that. 
Well, what? no, it's not. No, well, so I was driving to school to daycare pickup, and the clouds were really good, but I didn't have time to pull over and get my camera out. But I did happen to have my camera sitting, like my full DSLR camera sitting beside right. of me. <laughs> so at the lights, I was like winding down the window and getting my camera out and shooting. And then in my head, I could sort of feel the, the. Well, if you're not allowed to use your phone, am I allowed to be using my camera sitting at the lights? <laughs> Well, as long as the lights were red, Julie, oh, I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> as long as no one's behind you beeping, like, come on. <laughs> but then actually on the way home from daycare pickup with two kids in the car, I pulled over quite a few times and took photos out the window. Like, I'm getting... Oh, that's good. Getting desperate. Oh, well. Yeah, we had some amazing clouds here the other day, and I was like, oh, Julie, clouds are so good again. Every day that I think <laughs> oh, I want to go out and take photos today, it's either like a blanket of grey... Oh. or this is like clear blue not a, not a cloud in the sky and then the moments when it's always at daycare pickup that the clouds are at their best it, like oh. without fail or my husband is at work and I'm at home putting the kids to bed and I look out the window and I can see like a beautiful like, next time oh. Oh. <laughs> maybe you just go into your blue phase where you just do some really big blue things <laughs> call this one and just call it like another cloudless day <laughs> Um, oh, funny. Uh, right. Well, shall I talk about something else that I've done? <laughs> while we're while you're thinking about that, I did have something that I wanted to just interject in here randomly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, after, I think after doing that more topical issue last week on AI, and also after having those first two episodes this season where we were just a bit more chatty and we're talking about the fails that we had in our life. Some of the suggestions that have come in have been about, can you talk about galleries or pricing or prizes? And I think what we keep chatting about, and I keep meaning to sort of say this on the pod so that people know when to expect them, is that we do plan on doing those episodes, but we'll do them at a time that there are, that those issues are happening in our lives. So Mm. I know there's some stuff around me with pricing coming up, and that'll probably be the time that maybe we'll delve into pricing a bit more. Because if we just keep doing these podcast episodes as topics but not when they're actually relevant to us I just think the discussions are a bit nicer when we've got context around them so yeah definitely prizes might be a little while away I don't think either of us are planning on entering any oh there's one near the end of the year that I'm thinking of possibly entering so yeah when that kind of comes around and then galleries yeah that will be hopefully something I can touch on in a month or so yeah so yeah. So we do have, you know, um, those particular topics coming up, but we are just going to hold off until I guess we've got more of our own stuff to talk around them. So yeah. what the issues that we've faced have been, what we're currently facing, what we've done to overcome those in the past, et cetera, et cetera. But I think doing mm-hmm. them as just a standalone topic, I think we're going to keep it a bit more conversational and try and weave a topic that we feel is relevant that fits in what we're doing with our lives. Mm. Where are you on the fail scale this week? I mean, it's not, we're not at full like studios on fire, but we're probably nearing like, I don't know, the cat was trapped in there all night and it had diarrhea or something. <laughs> is this, is this all just, do you think, anxiety or are you actually having problems with your work? Oh, I think it's a bit of everything. I think it all compounds. So yeah, I don't know. I'm probably like an eight or something. Uh, I think I've got, just... we've got some. I've got like some money issues, some money worries at the moment, and so that plays into everything because I think 
as you know it was my decision to choose like being an artist as a career and then when it's not as you know affluent and bringing in as much money as it was in the past you know I sort of feel responsible and then I feel like oh was this the right decision like actually am I letting down you know not letting down my husband if you know what I mean because he's he not like he would say that but it's just a, I sort of think oh am I was this the right decision do you know what I mean I don't know and then I think because I have had to repaint these paintings that the backgrounds and some of the colors and that in these paintings that that I'm sending off and I really wanted that done before like the, by the end of April before the school holidays because then I because you know that doing those meant that I couldn't really do anything else to sell or focus on anything like course creation or do do anything like that and then I was like right as soon as the summer summer holidays as soon as the Easter holidays are over I can't I I'll, I'm going to focus on like creating some mini courses and something that's going to bring in some passive income but then now I've had to go back and repaint all these paintings that's just taken so long and there's been like strikes at school and there's been public holidays and there's been sickness and, you know, all these different mm. things. And I just feel like I'm just on this back foot and it's like going to be June next month and I haven't done, achieved half of what I really wanted to achieve this year yet. And I'm and I'm getting in my own head mm. about my ability and it's very easy when you're in that situation to only see all the bad things piling up and I tried to Mm. remind you this week of the fact that you have sold quite a lot this year it doesn't feel like it probably but you've sold your two paintings recently you've sold so many of your Friday afternoon story sales you sold everything you did in your 30-day challenge Mm, yeah but all of that, I mean, and this is, I think, the hardest thing about being an artist is that all of that feels like it disappears the minute you hit a speed bump because all you can see is whatever that bump is. And you've had a few this year and very few of them are down to your own control. Like, to, you know, you haven't had, you haven't caused any of the big problems. Yeah. Well, I kind of have probably life choices. <laughs> but that's going to happen. And then I think it's it's hard at this time with the economic climate the way it is because I feel like the last few years especially we've all been going at this certain momentum like sales have been happening Mm. much quicker and that momentum has slowed so the sales for Mm. everyone has slowed every artist even Mm. the most successful artist I know her sales are significantly down Mm. but all of us our expectations haven't slowed and that catch-up is happening I just I think yeah I mean I know that things have all slowed everywhere and I think I think I've just been felt really frustrated because I have had to kind of focus on these other paintings that I can't sell yet or even, you know, send off. And so because I've had my, all of my attention like diverted onto those, which are taking like three times longer than I wanted them to, I haven't been able to put the effort into like creating any other work or even trying to market work that I have got that's for set like I've had to divert everything for like and then of course you know this whole year has been just like on the back of the summer holidays we've had cyclones and floods and you know all these things that are happening which has taken away my ability to paint the paintings are absolutely beautiful and 
this opportunity that you've got that you're redoing your paintings for I think is a really good one and it is I know it feels like you've been doing those paintings forever but all of that shit that happened has gotten in the way of you just having them done and moving on do you know what I mean you're so close <laughs> to being finished with them as well and I think that last hurdle so you want to your last painting now for that collection I'm just in a funk yeah <laughs> and I and I I kind of just want to be like can we just start this year again <laughs> But maybe once you've got these paintings done, you just sort of have a little mental refresh. Yeah, I've got, I've got some ideas. I have got ideas of things I want to do. And like I said, I've got some mini courses that I really want to film that I know people have sort of asked about. And I've got this idea of, of doing like, you know, because I really did enjoy the 31 day project that I did. Uh, Yeah, 31 day thing over January. And Whilst I don't want to do one of those for a whole month again, I've been thinking of like trying to bring that in a little bit more just throughout the week if I can do one or two of those. Yeah, as a kind of little... I might even do something completely different, like some completely different genre just to kind of give me a bit of a... I don't know, just a pep or just... And it might be rubbish and I might not show anyone, but, you know, I just kind of feel like I want to try something new and... yeah. I kind of, I basically realised like there's a, and this probably ties into if we're going to talk about success. Like the only way that I can be financially successful at this level is I need to bring in other income streams because you can only paint so many paintings, right? If you're not going to like diversify the income, income stream, then you, you have to kind of get to the stage or like the level like that you are where you're making much bigger work or at a higher price point that you can sell and get commissions and things like that so you but there's such a big gap for me to get that you know like to get there that takes time and I can't fast forward that time Mm. I can't I can't I want to fast forward that time so that I can get there because financially I can't stay at this stage where I am yeah for much longer does I can't run no but I mean the thing to keep in mind is that for the well you know when I think about the amount of time that I would consider myself to have been working as a painter full-time so I don't know maybe that that might be eight years maybe more now the first at least four I had like three other jobs because yeah. I was not making that much money from yeah. my art. It, but I, yeah, yeah. so I know. But I've got another job, and that's like being a mum of three kids, and that pays terribly. <laughs> really um, like I've been thinking, like how else can I supplement my income? But there's just not much. I, there, I am looking at other options, and you know, I don't mind. Like if I have to do that, mm. but the the hours of the week that I do have for painting are already quite small because I've got three kids and no family and no income to pay for childcare outside of you know me and it's hard and I know this isn't I can't I don't know what the answer is going to be for your particular situation if you know what I mean but in that Mm. everyone's situation with finance and that sort of thing is going to be different I was able to take a couple of years where I didn't earn much and so I could build up that stock of paintings that has sort of been able to catch up but insane it still took me four years before I even made any money at all I think like I reckon I was lucky to cover my costs those first four years and I think Mm -hmm. it's very easy to forget that but and 
the things that I'd say would be wary of is if you diversify too much and then you don't have enough time to put into your paintings, it'll take you longer to build up that collection of paintings and have that be the thing that you're known for. It's like I wasn't doing anything else. I was doing photography and graphic design and I was Mm -hmm. social media stuff that whole time so that I had a weekly income that allowed me to then spend the bulk of my time on painting. And I think... I know, I just did it back to front because I did did the kids first. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what you mean. So the formula for everyone of making that fit right is going to be slightly Mm. different. But I think, you know, when we talk about success and the one thing... It's really easy to forget your successes and the fact that you've Mm. made an income at all out of your art when you have actually not had an art career for that long is incredible. Mm. And that Mm. should be what you think about when you think, am I any good? Jesus, yes, you are. Like the amount, (laughs) if you counted up the amount of works you sold overall, you'd be amazed. Like it is so good to have sold as many pieces as you had, but you can't see that at the moment. No, I think it's just because I, you know, did do well last year in comparison and, you know, this year I just genuinely haven't been able to create as much and do as much as I wanted to do and I feel like I've got all these things happening which are kind of outside of art that are causing stress and difficulty and and then, like, I don't want to sit here, I'm really worried that I'm going to sound like I'm a bloody whinging person going it's not fair you're not saying it's not fair though and I think it's (laughs) it's not a problem it's not a a point of view I think if I was to summarize what I think the issue is is that you've had so many things impact your momentum of and so Mm. you've had time delays that have been out of your control with your family with your environment and then on top of that probably sales have been slower as well so all of these things making you feel like this process is not actually getting anywhere yeah, I think that's it. I feel, you know what it feels like? It felt it felt like, you know, the past couple of years I've been, you know, like you're digging for gold, right? And I, I feel like I've been digging a hole and the past two years I've made really, you know, it started off like the ground was really, really tough. And then the past two years it's got to like softer clay and I've got like, got got really loads deeper and I'm like yes mm. I'm making progress I'm making progress and this year I'm like what is going on and then I've realized that behind the like above me there's a fucking bulldozer that's just tipping all the dirt back in yeah and I think and I'm just going oh every shovel of mud that I throw out is just getting thrown in behind me and so I'm not actually making any progress at all that's what it feels like on a kind of mental level you know what I mean and I think it is difficult because when you're feeling like that it's really hard not to bring that into the studio when Mm -hmm. when things are selling heaps and when everyone's giving you all that positive feedback and everything's going really well you sort of I don't know you bounce into the studio a little bit more and your work seems brighter oh yeah definitely well like just the first time I painted all those paintings I really enjoyed every single one and I you Mm. know like that I did them a lot faster than the repainting for sure and it's not to say I don't like the repainting. Like, I actually think it's added something to them and I kind of like the overall look probably a bit better than the original. But it's just that fact that I'm frustrated that I'm having to do it and I didn't do it that way the first time, mm. <laughs> you know? So it, and it's, um, oh, I don't know. <sighs> uh, shut up, you can. Shut up, you 
Yeah, I keep saying just shut up. <laughs> but I think a lot of those things that have been holding you back and slowing your momentum uh, will stop soon. Like there's not going to be another cyclone. Your kids are back at school. Those paintings are going to be on their way soon. And a lot of, I think that weight will start to lift and you'll have that time. But this is definitely yeah. the hardest part about being an artist, I think. This is the, you know, when you talk, think about, when I think back to other jobs that I've had and there are bits that are enjoyable and bits that are not enjoyable, this is, this is the stuff you've re- you've got to almost grip through to mm. get to the good stuff. And you wouldn't enjoy the good stuff as much if you didn't get through these hard moments. No, yeah, definitely. That was really... Ugh. No, Sorry. no. <laughs> I've just vomited a bit in my mouth, but I've swallowed it. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I pre- no, I Read don't. I don't card mean, and I think it was from Hallmark. <laughs> it? Um, it's true, though, and I have, you know, my skill, I feel like I'm improving my skill, even though every time I get into the middle of a painting, I go, ah, what am I doing? This is absolutely terrible. Mm. Um, I, you know, I, I can see... I can see myself improving. I'm just really frustrated that, like, I just haven't had as much time to paint new things as I wanted to. Anyway, let's talk about you for a bit. I haven't even asked you how you are on the fail scale. <laughs> um, uh, are you even on it? I think I'm probably around a five. I've gone up a little bit since last week. Okay. Just in that yeah. I've started panicking even more about the exhibition and just really stupid things. Like, the other mm-hmm. night, I think I was awake I don't have that many hours where I can possibly sleep at the moment. And the fact that I'm wasting time <laughs> thinking about this sort of useless shit really frustrates me. Um, yeah, I hear you. So I've been worrying and the, the latest stuff that have been stressing me out is like, what if during the exhibition all of the flowers sell but none of the clouds sell or all of the clouds <laughs> sell but none of the flowers? And then I was like, Jesus Christ, if all of anything sells, I should just be bloody happy about it. But... <laughs> You know, all that stuff just goes through your head. Yeah. Um, but I am just panicking about time as well. So I told myself I was going to have finished three paintings by the time I went away. So I'm going away at the end of this week for a bit. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to yeah. get there, which sort of stresses me out a bit. But it'll be okay. I just need to keep my head down and keep going because it's a internal deadline. It's not been imposed by anyone else but me. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you just got to be a bit more flexible about things. But also, could you have just less paintings? Could you just drop two out of the equation? Probably, but in my head. Yeah, I know, but like, what's if you did two less than the, I don't know what number you've given yourself, probably 705 12, or something. which is not that big. 12. Like... But 12 big paintings is still a lot of painting. Mm. That's a lot of paintings because they're not, they're not like, you know, 50 centimetre, unless, I mean, you are going to do some of those. I don't know. But I've seen them and you look tiny on your screen next to them. So I'm imagining that they're quite large, some of those ones. So it's still going to be very impressive with 10 of those big paintings. So what I mean is, like, if you are finding that by, you know, August or something, you're going oh, like I'm actually, my quality of life is going downhill Mm. rapidly now and I'm actually stressed and I'm not able to be, you know, the mum I want to be because I'm super tired and knackered and stressed and I haven't actually spoken to my husband for four months and, you know, all these things. Like 
is it going to be worth it? Are those two extra paintings worth that? Like you have to just balance it up, I guess, mm-hmm. and go, if I could drop one or two, like 12 would be best case scenario. Amazing. If I get 12 done, fantastic. But maybe if you get 10 done, that would equally be as fantastic and still a massive achievement. Yeah, I don't, I'm not there yet. I'm not at that. I need to cut it down stage no. yet. But you could have that kind of just as a little... Safety net. Just a little tiny, like, that is an option. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's, 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 a, it's not one you want to use, but it could just be a little soft, like, I do, tiny asterisk. This says a lot about my personality. But So we're going on holiday, and in the back of my head, I was like, I get to catch up on all my admin. And then I was like, no, I'm just going to leave it. I just, I'm going to have my week off to be like an actual week off. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if you can do it. I don't know if you can relax. I don't know if I can either. It would be interesting. This is like the first time, first holiday we've had where we're not just visiting family or friends. I just want pictures of you by a pool, looking really relaxed and not at all like I could be painting right now. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if you rolled up. (laughs) Yeah, if you rolled up a canvas. Pulled it out, but you know that's what I did my last big holiday that I took to went to Melbourne. I like did three huge paintings. They started three big paintings in my dad's garage while we were there because I was like, I can't not paint for six weeks. Oh dear. Anyway, well, it's only one week. Yeah. No, no, I can surely I can relax for one week. Mind <laughs> in the show notes a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago that I ended up deleting out in my thing was like, what should I bring a sketchbook? And if so. What sketchbook do I bring in? Do I bring pens or pencils or? And then I was like, you never, I never use sketchbooks. It would just be. You're not going to do those sketchbooks. I'm not going to have time to sketch. It'll just get taken over by the kids (laughs) doing (laughs) scribbles. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting for you to have relaxed because I think when you plan this holiday, you didn't have an exhibition in mind, so you you're going into it slightly probably in a different headspace than you perhaps would have been when you booked it and everything. So. Yeah, it's gonna. You're just gonna have to make peace with it and have a firm word with yourself at the airport. Like, right, Julie, we're getting on a plane now, and we're going to not stress about the fact that we're taking a week off. <sighs> You'll be fine. Yeah, I'm in the back of my head, just then I'm like, I'm gonna really miss the studio, and I was like, Jesus Christ, you're going on a holiday? Just <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, that's a bit insensitive of me, whinging about my holiday. <laughs> It's fine. You're allowed to have a first world problem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, funny. I guess the other thing that's been playing on my mind and I think came up because I was trying to think of when we were loosely talking about the fact that today we were going to talk about success. But in the back of my head, I was like, I haven't sold a big painting in must be like five months now. And all I can think about is that Oh, maybe, maybe my big works aren't any good. And then I have to, well, it's that stupid, it's all just stupid self-talk because then I think about it and I know that I've had several commissions from those big works that haven't sold. Like people mm. that have come through the gallery that have said, I really like that one, but I need it. Actually, I've been really lucky. I'd like it bigger than that. That's not quite big enough for my house. Or And mm. I'm like, well, so there must be something in those paintings that people like if they want one that's like those ones. But those particular yeah. paintings haven't sold. And in the back of your head, it's just like, I haven't sold, I haven't sold, I haven't sold. And it's like this thing that's just getting louder in my head. And I yeah. have sold smaller works. I've sold several smaller works through the gallery this year. And I just have to keep reminding myself 
that it is a different environment. But I think it's been three years of I rarely had a painting in a gallery for more than three weeks. And so right. and then in before that three years, it would often take me six months to sell a work. And we must just be going back into that sort of momentum and it's still reminding yourself yeah. that that's not unusual and that it doesn't mean that everything you do is shit. And But, yeah, it's been a... Nothing that you do is shit, do you? Oh. And if, ever, and if everything that you do is shit, then there is no hope for the rest of us. But that's just not how, like, that's not how, Yeah. Uh, from, but from my hard. point of view, like, I don't yeah. see it that way. And so, like, I yeah. look at your, your at your work and other people's work and think the same thing. Like, yeah. she can't be thinking that. Her work is amazing. Mm. But then you, it's very hard to actually see that in your own work. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really hard, like. I don't know about you, but I just I just feel like as soon I try really hard to hold on to the gratitude and I'm obviously so so grateful when a piece sells. I I do a little like a gratitude like um I just I don't really want to call it a prayer cuz I'm not really religious, but like a I do a little thank you to the universe and whoever's bought it and I always, you know, just not to them personally because I've never don't know who it is if it's on you know in a gallery or whatever but I do a little thing where I say thank you and I just you know try to be sit in the gratitude and um really feel that feeling of like how amazing it is to have sold a piece and um think you know you 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 know just it's sort of what's oh god I can't speak that validation of like okay yes people like someone likes what I've done and they've bought it and it's in their home and they've given me their money for it like how amazing is that like oh my gosh they've given me money that they've earned in exchange for this painting that they're gonna have in their house like and I try really hard to sit with that feeling and just but it doesn't take very long Mm. it doesn't take very long for you to go but what if, the, if that's it? What if what if no one else ever buys another painting? Yeah, it's really... And it's like really weird. Like within about two days, I'm back to the anxiety of like, what happens if I never sell another one? I try really hard not to set my, I guess, like success benchmarks on financial things because that's the stuff mm. that's kind of outside of my control. I can do my paintings to the best of my ability and put them out there, but I'm... I can't make people buy them and I can't make people like them. But mm. especially when things are tough financially, it's really hard not to equate selling your work yeah. with success. It's just it's just hard because the the bit where you love art, where you create the art and it's magical and, and the bit where someone, you know, chooses to own it and they, and they message you and say how much they love a piece or the bit where you get a lovely message from someone who's been inspired by you or um, touched by your words, you know, that's all just so, so, so amazing and so worth it. But the bits when it goes wrong and it's when it's hard mm. and when you put effort into doing something and you don't see any kind of dividends from it that's the lows are low and the highs are high I guess Mm. is what I'm saying there's a lot of flux yeah being an artist that there isn't in being I do Joe blogs in an office and I think it's difficult because you often don't get to see the full spectrum and the lows can be lower than you think and the highs can be higher than you think and there's sort of important to keep perspective of both of those things 
But it's also, I can't remember the exact stat, but it's like most businesses either fail or don't make money in the first two years. It's one of those mm. two. Someone else can look that up yeah. and figure out which one. But when you think of this, so that's an, it's any business. And then I think yeah. art is really, I mean, I think it's more complicated than just a standard product business because it's so personal. So it's, you know, yeah. I'm sure there's a thought there. Don't know how to finish it. <laughs> A random fact for you. I think that might be on a mug. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a thought there. I don't know how to finish it. <sighs> so anyway, I was going to say to you, if you, so you must feel like successful though now, surely. I have moments. No, not really. Not not on a day to day. I don't think of myself as ongoing as being. Successful is not a word I'd use to define myself, um, to describe mm, myself, sorry. Because I look at my skill and I can only see the things that I'd like to be doing, not what I can do. Really? Mm-hmm. And then, so you don't like ever sit there and go, oh, like, I, wow, I'm pretty, I've done quite well with this. Um, sometimes at Maybe the... that's what your homework can be on holiday, <laughs> Lie down and bathe in your success. Sometimes when I've finished a piece, I can be really happy with, I have, I I didn't, it never used to happen. And it does sometimes now happen where I look at a work at the end and I think I'm I'm proud of where I got that to, but it's a feeling of proudness, not really a feeling of success. If -hmm. that makes sense. I don't, I find success a hard one, maybe just more in this field than in any other I've ever worked because the definition of it, there is no standard for once you do this you'll be deemed as successful. Oh, yeah. It's all, I guess, um, milestones that you'd set for yourself. Yeah. And part of, I, I think, think that's, yeah. Like I love painting. I absolutely love it. And I think part of what keeps me motivated and keeps me going is always wanting to reach that next thing for myself. Well, you know, the fact that you do have like a, full commissions list and you've got this exhibition that you've been asked to do at a really good gallery and mm. you know do you not sort of go oh well that's proof that I am you know I've I'm successful in this field I it's just not it's just not the way that I tend to think about things like the commissions list to me is I think objectively if I look at it I can probably say Yes, I'm really proud of the fact that I've built up enough people that want my work that I've got that. But it's a real, it's not, doesn't really feel physically real to me because a lot of that is work that I'm yet to do in the future and so much could happen and it's not, it's not tangible. Um, mm. And then the exhibition at the end of the year, I think I'm too caught up in the making of it. To I'm not appreciating it yet. Maybe once mm. it's all hung and I think this is something that I need to work on is that I don't I don't sit there and just think, oh, yay for me. Like it's not a it's not how I work. I don't think it's not how my brain works. Mm. What about when you reflect back on all the past commissions that you've done? Do you go, oh, that was pretty, you know, in all the careers and all the fields I've worked, like, yeah, that, 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 that makes me feel like I've achieved success so far. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would say that does. <laughs> Sounds very convincing, yes. <laughs> um, yes. Look, when I think back to the most recent one that I've finished, I think 
Yeah, I am really proud of that. And I can't think of another. <laughs> I never, if you'd asked me a few years ago that I'd be doing, that I'd be able to make money from my art and that I'd be getting these big commissions and I wouldn't have believed it. And when I was doing that painting and when I finished it and the fact that it was all went quite smoothly, actually, I felt really great about that. But it is mm. a fleeting moment because it's just, you know, like you start the next work and then you're worrying about the next thing or you're yeah. busy in the next thing. It's not you, There's not many still moments where I sit back and just sort of think, that went really well. It's interesting because you keep skirting around the word success and not wanting to even say it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like thought, we need to do some... I, I wonder whether it's that... Dig deep. Therapy with Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've clearly got some issues there. Nah, well, gosh, haven't we all? It's funny, isn't it? Because I think, like I hadn't ever really considered the whole success thing until I was thinking about this topic and this podcast. And then I was trying to apply it to myself. And I was thinking, you know, yes, I don't ever sit there and go, ooh, look at me, I'm so successful because I've, you know, chosen this as my career and I've made a, a little bit of money in the past couple of years doing it or whatever. But then I thought about it on paper if I was to, you know, write down all the things I have achieved or sold or mm. started or the, you know, even just little things like starting like a hashtag that has turned into a challenge that people have taken part in or all of those things. And I think, well... Yeah, that that was successful. So therefore, I guess I have achieved some success. And I guess I see success and proudness about what I do quite separately. Mm. They're not the same thing to me. Like for me, success isn't a full stop. It's not an achievement of like, I've made it, I'm here. Because like you say, it's ever evolving and the goalposts always moving further and further you know every time I think oh, I'd really like to paint a painting that's of glass and be proud of it or whatever and then you do it and then you think oh yeah that's quite good but then you go actually I want it to be better next time and bigger and you know mm. have two pieces of glass you know so there's all you're always moving those goalposts you're always wanting to evolve and push yourself and things so I don't think for me, like success is a thing that I'm trying to arrive at, but it's more of a, I don't know, looking back and, and thinking, well, I did set out to do X, Y, or Z and, and I might not have achieved Z, but I achieved X and Y. But part of me thinks this is probably why I've always um, drifted away from trying to sell my works myself, because I do... I do believe in myself and I am really proud of my works. I'm not good at selling them. I'm not good generally mm. at talking about them. I'm much happier for a gallery to sell them. Like I've often said in the past that I'm probably better at talking you out of a painting than into one. Mm. Like if you came to me and said, oh, tell me about this piece, I'd probably be like, oh, I can see these 12 areas here, 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 and here that yeah. I didn't get what I wanted, you know, that that wasn't right. And I struggled not to see those things or not to focus on those or it's so much easier to look at someone else and identify the areas where they've succeeded than it is to look at yourself. And, um, you know, I was awake a lot last night and so I was thinking about the idea of success 
about it being evolving and uh, about it not necessarily revolving around money or anything like that, but like an internal thing and like a feeling mm. of that for me feels much more comfortable and much more kind of how I view success. And like, there's plenty that I feel like I haven't succeeded at and I've wished that I'd done differently and like feel like I definitely want to work on and all of that. But I think I do try to take the time to look back and acknowledge the times that I have achieved because if I don't then I would probably not keep going Mm. (laughs) if I'm honest yeah it's interesting I think it's interesting I I found a nice poem (laughs) would you like to hear my poem um I was I found a poem um by Ralph Waldo Emerson which probably is quite famous but I'd never read it before um called what is success so I think it's going to be applied to life in general. He says, To laugh often and much, to win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children, to earn the appropriation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to give of oneself, to leave the world a bit better, whether it by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition, to have played and laughed with enthusiasm and sung with exultation. To know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. This is to have succeeded. And I thought that was lovely. Mm, That was really nice. And I think that's what makes me feel like I need to change what I think about as what does being successful mean. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, I've, I've done quite a bit of like, thought about presence and like that's something that I've been really trying to work on for the past probably two even longer really basically since I sort of like overcame my really severe anxiety which is like obviously crept back now but the one tool that I do have is the is the kind of really trying to sit in that present moment and not in the anxiety of the future or the past mm. um but yeah and i think that because i'm trying really really hard to sit in the present moment and enjoy the actual act of whatever i'm doing i'm 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 sort of trying to like put less attention on to like a future success yeah. or or less attention on to a past success and just sit in that moment of this is what I'm doing right now and that that means I'm successful because I love painting and I've always wanted to mm. only ever paint as my thing that I do and so if I'm sat in my house in my in my studio on a Tuesday in the middle of the day and I'm painting and no one else is telling me what to do and no one else you know is in charge of me apart from me then i this is success yeah. i've made it and that's what i'm trying to sit in more yeah. than a future success you're probably better at the whole meditative act of not of being in the present moment than i am whereas i would just sort of go all right i'm not equating success with finances because 
while I am doing okay financially from my paintings at the moment, I don't like having them married together because then I think about it too much. And I don't feel like for me, it's just like, I'm not going to think about the word success. I'm just going to enjoy the process and not Mm. try and set myself benchmarks that I have not got control over. And I think that's sort of like the control freak of me going, if I told myself I have to make a certain amount or gain a certain amount of followers or not, I can't can really control that. Like I can do the best I can possibly do, but I can't make people click follow. I can't make people mm. buy my artwork. That sort of stuff to me feels like it's, I can't call other people's actions my success. However, yeah. if I finish a painting and I'm proud of it, that's what I can be. Yeah. And, and I, I'm just, that's probably that proud success confusion where I probably sit in more comfortably because I think that's where mm. I, because mm. you can see value in pride yeah like you can see value in your yeah I guess it's back a bit probably tied up with like how we all view our own version of self-worth and yeah what we've kind of been taught about like you know all of that that you just ingrained into you when you grow up and you don't even think about it at the time yeah I hadn't actually thought about how many issues I have about seeing myself as being successful it just, for whatever reason, it sits really uncomfortably for me. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And I think it would have sat really uncomfortable with me definitely a few years ago. And I'm not one, I don't think, to go around and go, oh, yeah, I'm successful. Yeah, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an artist. I'm really successful. Because I definitely wouldn't ever say that <laughs> or believe it if I did say it. Um, But yeah to sit in that feeling of like it's successful for me to be right now painting this painting and not working in a job that I don't love Mm. that's kind of how I try to keep it in perspective anyway we're failing at being successful (laughs) (laughs) well no we're failing at feeling successful we're failing about talking about feeling successful (laughs) I feel like I'm failing at actually being successful whilst being able to feel successful and you're failing at feeling successful whilst actually being successful. (laughs) (laughs) So. I don't know what that says about us, but anyway. Okay, right. Let's move on. We're going to have to wrap this up because it's getting late. Julie, have we got any funny fails this week? Yes, I've got one. So um, Lindsay Frank's Fine Art wrote in and said, had a big fail this evening. I'm doing a painting a day challenge, oil landscapes on eight by 10 canvas panels. And I've been working predominantly out of my kitchen lately because I have two small children and I can while they play in, I can work while they play in the living room. My designated studio is in the basement. This evening I went downstairs into my studio to put the two paintings that I've been working on today back with the rest of the collection. I walked down there only to see that at least six of my paintings from last week were covered in cat hair completely covered i have a really old cat and my studio gets warm and sunny and i had like an idiot propped up the wet oil paintings next to the window where she loves to sunbathe oh, fast no. forward to me this evening trying to use a dry brush to meticulously remove every strand of cat hair i feel like if you're an oil painter you should just not have a dog or a cat because <laughs> <laughs> we get quite a lot of fails around animal hair in oil paint okay have you got any quotes about failure julie all right i've been a bad been a bad podcast host and I haven't looked up any quotes I quite like this one 
failures, repeated failures are finger posts on the road to achievement. One fails forward towards success. I just thought that was relevant because we always say keep failing. So, and, and we do sometimes get people message and say, well, if you're failure, if you're failing, what's the hope for the rest of us? And I'm like, no, no, we're not, we're not saying we're failures though this week but we're saying everybody fails it's part of the deal yeah. you can't do you can't move forward without you know you cannot have any success without a failure and i know Is that because yeah. you've had a bit of a flat week that you're feeling i can see it in your face at the moment that oh god i haven't been as peppy as normal but the whole when i think that the whole reason we wanted to start this podcast was to normalize some of these mm. feelings like that Sometimes success doesn't feel tangible and sometimes the failures feel like they are overcoming you a little bit mm. and that that is normal and that you do overcome it and that next week will be better and or next month <laughs> or next year. <laughs> but these are, yeah, I have to keep reminding myself that they're, this is why we wanted to do it is that not, we didn't want to just talk to yeah. everyone about all the good things that were going on. And so, yeah. I think the one thing that we both really bonded over and very quickly agreed upon as something that we never wanted to do in the in the podcast was ever lay out the kind of five step plan of how to be a certain way or do a certain thing or you know become successful mm. doing these five things or whatever because you know everybody is different and you 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 know one person can try those five things and be and have great success but another person could try those things and not be successful at all or you know not work and yeah so this is this is why we did this podcast because we just wanted to do conversations that were about what we were going through at the time and and some weeks you know you'll have flop wobbles like you did wobble <laughs> did i just say are you wobbling today <laughs> I'm wobbling. I'm wobbling around. Oh, I've lost it. Now. What? What? What was the thing that you were worrying about? And I, when, when, I'm sure you had a flat week. Oh uh, yeah, I wobbled over my self doubt. Your self doubt. Yeah. You had your wobbly self doubt, <laughs> and I've now had my wobbly failing week. And so you know. Some weeks we'll both be wobbling and some <laughs> weeks we'll both be succeeding. Um, uh, that's a word now. It's going on a mug. <laughs> I don't care if you don't like it. Wobble with us. All right, wobble guys. Forward. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull the pin because otherwise it's going to be okay. too much for me to edit. No. So thank you yes, so much yes. for listening to us again. We really appreciate your ears. If you can, please recommend the podcast to a friend or share it on your socials. We'd really appreciate that. Make sure you um, follow the podcast wherever you listen and leave us a review if you can. That would be so helpful. It does really help spread the word and boost the algorithm and all of that jazz. Um, and you can meh, follow the newsletter because you get a little bit more than you get in the show notes and it's quite fun and I, yeah. Even my husband enjoyed reading it last week. Yeah. I don't think my husband's watching a single newsletter yet. Please listen to the podcast. No, he so was, that's all right. He was like, oh, that was really good. Hmm. You did really well there. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and if you feel like buying us coffee, 
we would be very very grateful and there's a link in the show notes and, and the newsletter for that where can, you find, where, we, where can they find you julie they can find they me can find you in, on holiday <laughs> by <the> pool, <laughs> relaxing next week hopefully um, you can find me over at Julie Battisti on Instagram or www.juliebattisti.com on the interwebs and Phoebe. You can find me at phoebegander.com or you can find me at, over at phoebegander.art on uh, Instagram. Okay. All right. Thanks, Julie. Thanks for the pep and the chat and the um, kind words of Hallmark wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time. See you later. Keep failing. Bye. Oh, no, no, I feel like, oh, I can't say that because then people say, if you don't think you're good, then what hope is there for me? And then I think, oh, no. Yeah, you don't want to, like, throw it back in someone's face, do you? Like, it's like when someone says, that's a nice dress, and you go, this old bit of old rag that I found in a bin bag was sick on it. <laughs> you were really descriptive then. That went, that went dark. <laughs> the dark place. <laughs> Sorry. Why is that what we're t- <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.